Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with this message entitled, Living in the Light, preached May 6, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Living in the light, that's the subject. And I'll speak five action verbs in the text. Two are negative and three are positive. It's not my word, it is divine command, exhortation, imperative. And all people listen, understand and do it. Saint Augustine had been a great sinner until he was 32 years of age. He was born in Tagaste, North Africa, in 354 AD. His name was Aurelius Augustinus. His mother was a Christian and her father was a pagan. Later on, he was appointed professor of rhetoric at the University of Milan was a very good job, high salary, and he came in touch with high society in Milan. In the summer of 386 AD, he was reading the Bible with his friend Alypius in the house of a friend. He began to weep But he got up and went into the garden because he was not ready to turn from sin. There in the garden, he heard a child singing. Tole legge, tole legge. Take up and read. Take up and read. Holy Spirit was speaking to him to go back into the house and open the Bible and read it. So he came back into the house and opened the Bible. The Bible opened to our text. And he read, Not in orgies and drunkennesses, Not in sexual immoralities and debaucheries. Not in dissension and envy. Rather close yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. He read no more. Heavenly light flooded his soul. All doubt and indecision were driven out. All gloom vanished. Joy filled his soul. He was converted and became a true saint of the church. John Calvin depended on his spiritual learning much as revealed in his institutes. And he labored much for the church until the bishop died at the age of 76 in 430 AD. 
Are you ready to be ministered to you by the Holy Spirit as I preach from this text by the help of the blessed third person of the Holy Trinity? Living in the light. We are talking about living a holy life. Who lives a sanctified life? Only Christians who are justified. Christians who are light and sons of the day walk in the light of the word of God. For us, night is gone and the day has come. The hour has come to awake from sleep. Our salvation is nearer than when we believed. So we woke up. We are dressed and we are working for the Lord in his vineyard. And we redeem the time by doing the work with speed and from the heart. Pleasing the Lord. Friends, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into the wonderful light. Two points. First, negative, and second, positive. First negative duty. What is it? Put off. It is high time. We put off. Because you are justified. Because you are believers in Christ. Because you are children of God. Let us throw out once for all. The Greek text says. Not gradually. The works of darkness. Throw far away from us evil habits. Throw them away as garbage. He who steals, let him steal no more. Let him work with his hands doing something useful. That he may have something to give to the needy. If you only stop stealing, you are still a thief. When you give to the needy, you are no longer a thief. The old John drunkard has become new John Christian. He no longer is a drunkard. He brings home his wages. His family is no longer destitute. His family is well taken care of. The lazy bum is now a working man. The liar has become a truth teller. The thief who is converted stops stealing. Not only for a short time. He stopped stealing once for all. The drag addict. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he's set free. He no longer takes drugs. 
He enjoys the liberty of the children of God. The lazy, rebellious student now is disciplined and works hard. Throw off the deeds of darkness at once. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom from all bondage. Before conversion, you suffered from moral inability, incompetence. Now you are born of God. You have new heart, a new mind, a new divine nature. You know the will of God. Holy Spirit dwells in you always. So you can do all things through him who gives you strength. So throw throw out all evil night activities. No more orgies, drunkenness, sexual immoralities, debaucheries, fight and envy and so on. No more abuse of alcohol and drugs in wild partying. No more sexual immoralities of every kind. No more a self-willed existence where you say, I am who is the Lord that I should obey him. The prodigal who wastes things in wild living has come home to serve the father and live in his presence. So St. Paul tells us in Romans 8, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are being led by the spirit, they and they alone are sons of God. And he tells us in Colossians 3, to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality impurity lust evil desires greed which is idolatry and so on put to death sir by the Holy Spirit the second negative duty that God demands that we do Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. This is a present imperative. Daily one must not plan to sin as the unbeliever does. Unbeliever wakes up in the morning and is planning how to sin that day and that night. So he takes the phone and texts and makes arrangement. And he uses technologies to commit sin that day. Potiphar's wife was planning to seduce Joseph, but he refused. He bore witness to the true and living God. And he said, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against God? And he ran. Paul tells us, flee youthful lusts. 
David the king did a lot of planning to sin against Bathsheba. And he succeeded and suffered greatly for it. Friends, he had to pay for his sins. Everyone must pay. Every sinning person must pay for his sins. No, he cannot atone for his sins. Only Jesus Christ atones for our sins. But he must suffer for one's sins in this life. So we are told the sword did not depart from his house. And the child died and his children were killed. You read of Amnon, his son. In 2 Samuel 13, he planned carefully to make provision for the flesh. And he sinned and he was killed by God. Absalom, his brother, planned. He made provision for the flesh. He sinned greatly and he was killed by God himself. Christians do not achieve sinless perfection in this life. Christians alone experience war within. There is war between flesh and the spirit. Friends, sin is still within us. But God, the Holy Spirit, is also within us. Be obedient to the Spirit and he will win the victory. I told you, as Christians, we are given moral ability. We have freedom not to sin. Posse non pecare. We can work out our salvation with fear and trembling because God is working in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. Friends, God, our God is infinitely greater than sin, the devil, and the world. Obey God, I command you, and enjoy victory. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Being united with Christ, we can do all things. By his abounding grace that is ever flowing to his obedient children. Before our justification, sin was our king. And we could only sin. Now Jesus Christ is king. He is our king. He rules and reigns. He is almighty. And we who receive his abundant grace also, St. Paul says, reign with him. Now, being enabled by God, we can say no to sin. And yes, to the will of God clearly revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures. Christians can live in this present evil age a righteous, victorious, overcoming life. Jesus Christ leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
so we walk in the light we are new creations of god created in christ jesus unto good works jesus christ who dwells in us is greater than the devil who is in the world as i said he's greater than sin the devil the world he's greater than death he destroyed death to give us life eternal life he defeated all his enemies by his death on the cross he delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light we are seated with christ in the heavenly places friends saints of god oppose sin in spirit's power yes. no coexistence with sin give no place for the devil by sinning don't be ignorant of the devil's strategy let the word of christ dwell in you richly and the word of christ direct your steps obey the word and you will live an overcomer's life paul tells us in romans 8:37 we are the super conquering people be aware that enemy is within us as well as without but we can win daily this war through christ who gives us strength we are told his grace is sufficient christ's power is made perfect in our weakness so when we are weak then we are strong so we resist the devil and the devil the mighty devil flees from us so they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony so we kill we kill sin by the spirit as christians we do not walk according to the flesh but we walk according to the holy spirit's prompting and holy spirit's power so don't think of how to sin The psalmist says in Psalm 101 I will sing of your love and justice to you O Lord I will sing praise I'll be careful to lead a blameless life when will you come to me I will walk in my house with blameless heart I will set before my eyes no vile thing the deeds of faithless men I hate they will not cling to me men of perverse heart shall be far from me i will have nothing to do with evil friends do not place evil things before your eyes you are what you think and you speak what you think and you do what you think think therefore spiritual things Philippians 4:8 Finally brothers whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure 
lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on these things. Colossians 3, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Hebrew writer says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Colossians 3 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Think about the word of God. What are you thinking, sir? What are you watching on your computer? What are you doing? God sees all you are doing. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God and whatever you do whether in word or or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. He tells us in Ephesians, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Consider the temptation of Jesus. How he dealt with it. We are told he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he was full of the Holy Ghost. And he was full of the Holy Scripture. And he told the devil, it is written. The will of my father is written down. And I will do it. In the power of the Spirit. And the psalmist tells in Psalm 1, his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper, shall succeed. We are destined to prosper. We are destined to succeed. Not for failure, we are destined. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly now let me tell you you will succeed sir we are told in Galatians 5 16 so I say live by the spirit and you will not fulfill you will not gratify the desires of the flesh it is a divine guarantee you meet the condition and you will have this wonderful result oh yes there is a war sir Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Galatians 5.17, the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit desires what is contrary to the sinful nature. There is a war within us. Friends also have fellowship 
with the true people of God have nothing to do with wicked ungodly sinful people and so we read as for the saints who are in the land they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight Hebrew 10 says let us consider how we may spur one another onward toward love and good deeds let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching fellowship with the people of God sir and now first positive command put on the armor of light that's not a suggestion it is the command from the holy God and all true people of God will do it so it is not enough to put off the works of darkness and make no provision for the flesh that's just negative we have to move on to positive things we must put on we must clothe ourselves God clothed Adam and Eve with animal skins in place of dried up fig leaf contraption that failed to cover their utter nakedness put on the armor of light it's a divine exhortation thank God therefore that we are clothed with the righteousness of Christ himself in our justification but here the doctrine taught is not justification it is sanctification it is speaking about our practical righteousness you read recently when Phinehas killed the wicked couple who were sinning it was credited to him for righteousness it is righteousness of sanctification our obedience is credited to us as righteousness yet all our righteousness of obedience comes from Christ alone because we are told he is our righteousness he is our holiness and he is our glory he is justification, he is sanctification, and he is glorification. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 13. Our entire salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. So God alone receives all glory. See, God has a plan for our lives, sir. It is not to live in dirty and filthy clothes. What is his plan? Here he says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her, what's a Holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. That is sanctification. So Romans 12 we read therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. 
and 2 Corinthians 3:18 and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit God has a plan sir Romans 8 verse 29 for those God foreknew he also predestined for what purpose to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers like him it is God's plan that we be like Jesus Christ his son we are to put on the armor of light we are engaged in a war against all evil forces we fight this good fight till we die the victory that overcomes the world is our faith not in ourselves but in Christ our captain he has already defeated the devil Yet he said in this world you will have trouble but rejoice I have overcome the world put on the armor of the spirit and the scripture Ephesians 6 tells us put on the belt of truth breastplate of righteousness shoes of the gospel of peace shield of faith helmet of salvation sword of the spirit which is the word of god and finally have the gear for communication which is prayer friends gideon was fearful and he was hiding but god equipped him for war with his word and the holy spirit who clothed him that is written in the hebrew text of judges 6 verse 34 the holy spirit clothed him and we are also clothed by the holy ghost luke 24:49 and we are told we are to be daily filled with the holy spirit to resist evil and to live a holy life filled with spirit and filled with scripture we are competent to walk in the narrow way of righteousness friends don't sleep walk be sober and fight with the armor of light so peter said be self controlled and alert your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour all resist him stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering sir you have to have spirit and scripture second positive command close yourselves with the lord jesus christ not just armor of light put on the lord jesus christ he is the best armor emphasis in the greek text is on kurion lord indusaste ton kurion esun christon 
Lord, King, mighty potentate. He is Lord and we are his obedient slaves. He owns us. He redeemed us by his precious blood. We are not our own. So we are to obey him exactly, immediately and gladly. Did you hear that, sir? Then why didn't you obey your teacher? Why didn't you obey your father and mother? By the Holy Spirit, we were enabled to confess. 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Curios Jesus. And in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth, Curion Esun. The Philippian jailer was told, Pistuson Epiton Curion Esun. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. The emphasis is on the Lord. He is Lord, sir. He is King. He is Master. You obey Him. Jesus Christ is prophet, priest, and King. You cannot divide Him into Savior and Lord into pieces and choose the Savior piece only. Away with such antinomianism that sends foolish Christians to hell itself. So saints of God, listen to the Holy Ghost who says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. No one can be saved without confessing Lord Jesus. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. This means we think his thoughts, we speak his truth, we do his will. Even in the face of death itself. And we are told in the Bible in our baptism. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.27. For all of you who were baptized into Christ. Have clothed yourselves with Christ. The indicative. Now here it is imperative. It simply means be what you are. We are united with him, we died with him, buried with him, and we are raised with him to live for him by his resurrection life, a life that is pleasing in his sight. All our capacities, brothers, all our capacities, our mind and our money are used to serve him. So we read, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And Philippians 1.21 says, to me to live is Christ. In other words, Christ is living in and through me doing his will in the world. We are in Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ is in us. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ so the world sees Christ in our life. The pagans called believers in Christ Christians in Antioch. Why? Because they heard these people speaking about Christ. Christ died. Christ was buried. Christ 
was raised from the dead. Christ is ascended into the heavens. Christ is ruling and reigning. Christ they worship. Christ, Christ, Christ. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And they said, these people are Christians. So we proclaim him and do his will that the world may see Christ in us. Our mission in the world is that people see Christ in us and come to trust in him. That's our mission. Not to make money so that our belly can be full and buy newer cars every two years and move into bigger house every two years and pretend that we are successful in the world. No, we are light of the world. So we hate evil and we love righteousness. Our obedient life, our sanctification proves that we have been what? Justified forever. It is God's will that we live a holy life. Why? God is holy. He is light and in him there is no darkness at all. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ who is our righteousness, our holiness and our glory. Once we were dead in sin, suffering from total moral inability. Now in Christ we are dead to sin. We have moral ability to please God by the obedience of faith. Think about it, sir. We are new creation of God with a new heart, a new mind, a new will, and a, a new set of feelings. Holy Spirit dwells in us, teaching us and empowering us to love God by doing his will. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ means to live like him in this present evil age. So John tells us in 1 John, whoever claims to live in him must walk as he walked. Peter tells us, 1 Peter 2.21, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Colossians 3.13 Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the world sees us as Christians, as bearers of Christ. The purpose of our life is to know him and make him known. This Lord Jesus Christ is our shepherd, sir. He provides for all our needs. He leads us. Always in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He never leads us to sin. Never does. Happiness is to know Jesus and follow him. Did you hear that young man? He goes conquering and to conquer. He always wins. He goes before us. He is behind us and all around us. So no enemy can ever destroy us. And we read today, not even one hair of our head will be lost. So we boldly confess Christ before him. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. They hear and believe in Christ through us. 
because we are the light of the world not just money making machine when we clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ we put on protection we put on power we put on confidence courage life victory beauty of holiness joy salvation holy ghost anointing glory dominion grace peace compassion kindness humility gentleness patience and the like how can we be clothed with the lord jesus christ and be afraid of the devil and the world how can it's an impossibility he says to us to each one of us fear not i am your shield and your very great reward friends by his atoning death on the cross he destroyed all our evil fear we are saved from fear of death and devil and the world we are saved from the fear of god's wrath to put on the lord jesus christ is to obey him implicitly he is lord of all he reigns and we reign with him so let there be friends a deliberate conscious whole souled embrace of the lordship of Christ by all those who already put on the lord jesus christ at our baptism live out the implication of your baptismal confession and those who are outside of christ i beseech you confess him as lord and savior right now right now don't put it off right now and be saved he will save you now and in him you too can live a joyful victorious christian life the third and last positive command let us walk as in the day decently this exhortation speaks of our daily life walk in the way of holiness led by the lord and his spirit one step at a time one decision at a time ever making progress as a pilgrim in our journey toward zion the city of the living god friends many saints walked before us enoch walked with god noah walked with god abraham walked with god saint paul saint peter saint augustine john calvin luther my father my mother they all walked with god sir and we are not alone many are walking with us now as for the saints who are in the land they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight Isaiah says and a highway will be there it will be called the way of holiness the unclean will not journey on it it will be for those who walk in that way wicked fools will not go about on it no lion will be there nor will any ferocious beast get upon it they will not be found there but only the redeemed will walk there and the ransomed of the lord will return yeah. they will enter zion with singing everlasting joy will crown their heads gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away sir 
and we shall surely arrive. Yes. And enter Zion with singing, no one shall be lost or destroyed. Our good shepherd will see to that. And we walk each step as Jesus walked by faith in Jesus, in the newness of life, in love, in wisdom, in light, in the Holy Spirit, and in the narrow highway of holiness, which is Jesus Christ himself. The Bible says grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled, upright and godly lives. And the dynamic for this life is the Holy Spirit. Above all, friends, keep your eyes on Jesus. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet was without sin. He will help us. The way for Jesus to glory, listen to this, sir. The way for Jesus to glory was through the cross of Calvary. It was the Father's will that he die our death that we may live his life. So he said, not my will but thine be done. So in our way to glory, that is to Zion, we are to take up our own crosses and follow him. He alone went through the valley of death. He leads us only through the valley of the shadow of death so Paul invites us to suffer with him he says to Timothy so do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or be ashamed of me his prisoner but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God and he said, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Friends, therefore, we will not be spared from certain sufferings. But suffering will be for our good, for our sanctification. But what happened to Christ will not happen to us. Listen, on the cross, Christ was forsaken by his father. It will never happen to us. David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. He who laid down his life for us lives for us. And he is our good shepherd. So live by faith and not by sight. Therefore, I say to you, put off all evil. Make no provision for the flesh. I say to you, put on the armor of light. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And let us all walk with Christ. And all the saints to the city of the living God. And we will all arrive with singing to the very presence of God to dwell with him forever and ever and ever. Heavenly Father, we pray you help us 
to put off and to put on. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, as believers, help us to do this because you have given us moral ability. You have given us scripture and the Holy Ghost and a new nature. Lord, we pray for those who are outside of Christ. Help them to believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.